Thanks. Thank you very much for joining us today for, for another interesting series of our Consultancy Insights. Um, actually, you know, we've invited you because you've written loads of very, very innovative and interesting books around this whole area of digitization. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a wide space, but of course, and of course, there's also a lot of experts out there on, on, on that on that whole area. So could you just maybe for those people that don't know you here in, you know, across Europe, just quickly introduce yourself and what brought you into this whole area of digital? Yes. So um, thanks, Arndt, uh, for introducing me and having me here. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm 50 years, 59 years old. Uh, I'm nearly 40 years uh, in the IT industry. I was a very early employee of our companies like Oracle when Oracle had 300 employees on a global base or of business objects, MicroStrategy, when they were 50, 80 people-sized companies. Yeah, so a long history in digitization. Uh, I managed at that time uh, projects uh, where we built a big data warehouse. Today, we would say big data uh, uh, or data lake uh, projects at large organizations such as Metro, Cash and Carry, Deutsche Telekom, Deutsche Bank, and so on and so on. So um, what I've learned is uh, the power of uh, technology and the power of digitization in, in regard, if you can uh, digitize it, you can um, connect it. And if it is connected and digitized, you can automate it. And this is a very powerful thing. Um, and as a matter of fact, a very competitive one as well. And uh, I've started in 2000. Uh, 14, my first consulting company, uh, Neuland, where I'm advising especially medium-sized and large organizations uh, to find their way in digital strategies. Uh, and in the meantime, I've written, I think, eight books. Uh, digital Darwinism was the first one, a silent attack on your business and your brand. And my last one was a, a, a lockdown as accelerator. And it speaks about the economy after COVID-19. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And you, you're both a veteran in this whole area of IT and digital. But also, you know, I appreciate that Neuland and your consulting business and yourself, you've been awarded with, you know, one of the best digital consultancy uh, companies out there here in the German-speaking world for a number of years in a row. So congratulations on that. Six years, actually. We received it this year from Focus magazine as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so you're really making an impact. And actually, that's my first question to you is, you know, we also work a lot with small and medium-sized businesses really across the globe, uh, helping them more on the cost and supplier management side of things. And you were working with them on digital strategy. What's what's your feeling at the moment? You know, we've we've been talking about digital digitalization, digital disruption, and, and transformation for for a decade at least. You know, really seriously, this is this is the kind of the topic. But where do you see decision makers in in, in those small and medium sized businesses in terms of their awareness or the level of expertise and understanding of of what's happening? 
Um, so first of all, I have some theses about it. Um, COVID-19 and the lockdown on a global uh, base, the whole pandemic, pandemic um, is uh, making big impact uh, on society and our economies. Yeah, um, And my belief is that the global economy will change permanently after Corona. Corona is kind of the booster for digitization. And the old economy will be disrupted even more aggressively than it was in the past. Think about automotive industry, retail, fossil energy, plant engineering, mechanical engineering, but also tourism and banking. The changes are happening and they are happening rapidly. And um, I'm referring quite often to Josef Schumpeters. Josef Schumpeters is ma macroeconom from the 1940s. Uh, he said once, creative destruction is necessary to avoid systemic failures and to establish a new order in established economic systems. And my belief is that this is true and that is happening as we speak. Yeah? And my belief is that the pace of change is increasing dramatically if not to say exponentially. And, and we have to face that and we have to deal with it. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I liked about your whole, your whole approach to this. You're always very positive and you, want, you, you, you are highlighting actually the positive impacts of digitalization on society, but also on businesses. And, and this idea of uh, creative uh, dis disruption or, or, or dis destruction is actually the word, I think that's been used there uh, like 70 years ago. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Cleans up structures that have kind of, you know, uh, seen the, the due date. Um, yes. So, so as business owners that you work with, uh, how, how difficult do they find this to, to embrace this change? And how can you, you know, what's your advice to them, you know? <laughs> so first of all, take the change seriously. Uh, be aware of the change uh, uh, and especially be aware of the speed of the change because I think we we are facing a, a lot of change in how we use technology but to be honest we are kind of getting used to it yeah so instead of doing work in our office we work now in our home office yeah uh, we do video conferencing instead of visiting our clients uh, and so uh, we do homeschooling instead of school yeah so we have learned to deal with it but this transition is not going to be finished and I would say expect the unexpected and expect hybrid systems for the future. So we will not get back to a old normal where we go to the office again like before. We will have a, a, a different structure where we maybe one day a week we work in our offices to, for socializing, meetings and so on. And four to five days we will work from our home office. Yeah, And we do both. It's not the one or the other, it's and, the power of and. This is what I'm saying. And this is also what companies should expect that this this change uh, which is started 
will change everything and uh, we will see that more uh, power will go into platforms, into services and into data because there will be the value of tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that you're saying is we will not go back to the old, but we will also not go back to being totally virtual and digital. Hybrid systems in terms of organizing our workplace uh, are there to stay. Yes. Uh, and, and, and that's one of the, the probably the positives that many business owners or decision makers can take away from this crisis is to say, actually, we have the chance now to reorganize, reshuffle everything, the human element of things, right? Well, you, you have a lot of concern also around what does it mean to us as humans and to our society? You know, what's your view on, on that? Let's, let me say it this way. Every crisis is also an opportunity, yeah? We have just to be aware what is happening, yeah, and how we can manage it. And in the past, we spoke quite a bit about digital transformation. In, in the future, I think we, we will identify that it's not about the digital transformation as a goal, it's about the convergence of economy, technology, management, and ecology. And the new goal will be a sustainable business transformation. Um, but we have to understand that this can only start if we change our mindsets. And this is so very important that our organizations, our companies are getting this idea uh, that the change is very dramatic and it is not, uh, 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 let's say, uh, easy to fix it. We have to really approach it in new ways. Okay, yeah, uh, that's really powerful. So convergence rather than transformation. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, that's uh, very true. And actually, we as a company, ERA, we've also set ourselves the goal, for example, to finally tackle a CO2 neutrality for us as a business and get serious about those green and sustainable initiatives that we've been talking about probably way too long. And so this has now actually been you know, put on the agenda for us as, as a board and we said, let's do it. Uh, I, I can see how that this, this actually impacts the consciousness of all of us in a certain way, kind of re, reshuffles priorities. Um, so that, that's really cool. Um, now, to be very practical maybe for people that run businesses, right? Before COVID, um, when we spoke to our clients, it was, well, where do I start with blockchain? Where do I start with Internet of Things? Uh, you know, 3D printing. So very practical applications, but of course, very, you know, in itself, every single one of those is huge, right? For a medium-sized business. So do you have any ideas or, or how, how, do you, how would you prioritize certain things as a business owner now? Because we've actually now added this whole idea of hybrid working, you know, you know, uh, so the complexity has even grown probably through the crisis. <laughs> yes, but but this uh, and is always happening. Yeah, what what is it? What we have to keep in mind? There are old world requirements and new world. The world after post COVID, so to say. Yeah, in the past we were pretty much busy with our hierarchies. Now, when our employees are in our home offices. 
um, uh, we have to think about a new kind of organization, a network organization. Yeah, very agile, flexible, uh, and depending on the demand and what is needed to drive business forward. Yeah, in the past we were very much focused on command and control in our organizations. In the future, it is more about responsibility and independency, independent decisions of my employees. And when can uh, an employee only find a good decision uh, if he has the information? So he can take a serious decision. So that means uh, information systems will be the base for uh, a, a more self-sufficient and self-responsible organization. Yeah? Um, especially in Germany, um, we have the, the, the idea that we have to plan everything to its end. Yeah? And uh, we have to learn that experimentation is more important than it was in the past. So we have to, to, uh, to accept uh, trial and failure. Uh, um, profit, uh, which is uh, always very important for companies, and I don't want to say that profit and shareholder value is not, let's say, uh, valuable anymore, but as a matter of fact, purpose and total social impact uh, is something which should be quite more important than just pure profit. And all this requires a new mindset and companies have to, have to deal with it. Um, and to be honest, that is not only a matter of change in regard to, um, to physical systems, it also is a, a new way of thinking which is required. Okay, interesting. So one, one takeaway is, okay, really overcome this tendency to over-engineer everything and, and think in hierarchy. Absolutely. Leave that and move more towards network, you know, thinking network, thinking reinventing organizations. This wonderful book, right? That's been, you know, really driving that whole discussion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also think about uh, what, what what companies like, like Facebook, yeah? I, I refer to Zuckerberg, who always said, better done than perfect. I think that is something which is really, really important in the future. Yeah. This, this concept of um, fail fast that we see in you know working really well in Silicon Valley and it, it may resonate with tech companies and social media companies, we feel that 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 is a real challenge for let's say traditionally family-owned businesses. They manufacture you know machinery somewhere or, or, and really have been doing this for generations. So they don't want to fail fast, they actually want to just really iterate in small steps. And so you're saying on the one hand, change is accelerating. So you need to actually make more change very quickly. On the other hand, I think they really mindful to conserve, especially in times of crisis, conserve what's working. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. But do you, you may know, and I think even uh, the me small, medium size, the family owned businesses learn right now that we have not to fear technology so much but that our core problem is time. Yeah, so time in which we can decide certain things. Think about the pandemic, yeah, COVID-19. 
It has changed all our lives in the business, economic-wise, but also in a, from a society and social point of view. As a matter of fact, uh, I was talking to uh, family-owned businesses uh, and family bis uh, owners of, uh, of owned uh, family businesses, and, and we have discussed for three, four years home office, and it was not possible. Yeah? Then came COVID-19, and within three to four weeks, the whole organization has changed, and home office is now not an issue anymore. I tell you, normally this would have been a project for three to four years and it would have, the possibility was high that it fails at the end of the three to four years. Now in three weeks, it was working perfectly fine. Yeah. So, and I think that our organizations learned something by COVID. Um, I had one of the, uh, the, the owners of a family business with three and a half thousand employees. And he said to me, look, uh, uh, I tell you one thing, we, we have hired a CDO for our organization, so a chief digital uh, uh, officer, uh, but COVID-19 was the best CDO in our organization in the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. yeah? And good. this is something which we really have to learn. The crisis was also the opportunity. We had to do it. Otherwise, there was no way of doing business anymore. And it worked. And it worked out perfectly fine. And I hope that this leaves also its footsteps in uh, the learnings for tomorrow in, in such organizations. Yeah. So what you're saying is, I guess, as consultants, whether it's you with Neuland uh, or any other consultant like ourselves, we can probably do for the clients is to try and push them to keep that momentum in yes. 2021 and actually keep building and, and keep making those small incremental changes in the organization but we do that quickly right absolutely i think that is the biggest learning and the biggest asset also for those organizations if they learn how to deal with change and if they create the awareness of change and necessary change, um, then I think this can be really, really helpful for the future. Yeah. So one thing I would like to touch on with you uh, before we get to an end is, is data and the importance of data for, for businesses. Um, can you give just one or two examples that have that you've seen where where companies have been successful in in creating a new approach to this? Like we work a lot in the procurement field with we've been talking about e-procurement for a while and actually you know all the information that could be in those systems to improve or procurement skills, right? But it's still not really happening for most SME companies. Uh, do you have any other examples that were you helpful in implementing? a new perspective on what data can do for a small business? As I say, and I'm in the, the world of data now since nearly 35 years. When I started at Oracle in the mid 80s, 86, 87, so to say, uh, a, a huge database was 100 megabytes huge. Yeah? Today we are talking about exabyte, terabyte of data, even in the smallest companies. Yeah? So, um, but what we didn't uh, create is the awareness of the value of data. Yeah? So 
data, it's not about data, it's about information out of data. And I think we have to accept that there is a, uh, a necessary paradigm change because everything is creating data, sensors all around the place, and uh, things are getting smart. We are talking about smart sensoring, smart cities, smart cars, smart elevators, smart everything. Yeah. Um, an Airbus 380 had up to 180,000 sensors in the plane built in. Yeah, so just to give you an impression, and it's producing a gigabyte of data every 10 minutes. Yeah, so what what it means? We have to understand that it's not anymore about the product alone, but about the data which the product and the service is creating, and. This means we have to have a new mindset for data, uh, uh, customer data, vendor data, partner data, production data. So everything on the whole value chain will be measured and give, uh, can give us with uh, a smart um, artificial intelligence strategy uh, more insights than we ever could believe yeah? in, in product value, in customer value, and so on. And companies which will not have a data strategy um, and an artificial intelligence strategy, I think that it will be very hard for them to survive uh, within the next 5, 10, or 15 years. And what do, you, what do you say to business owners that have been scared by this whole GDPR um, discussion, right? Data protection is actually causing us big problems, uh, I think, across the continent because we don't have the right app to manage the pandemic at the moment. Um, but it's, it's the fact that people are scared, right? Yes, as a matter of fact, I think we have to learn that the future is not about uh, privacy uh, and security alone. It's more about data sovereignty. And I'm uh, fighting actually for data sovereignty so that at the end of the day, every human being is a sovereign about its own data. At the moment, we are giving our data very easily to Apple, Google, Facebook, so to the GAFA, so to say. And, but when a, a minister for, for, for healthcare is asking for some data for a corona app, we are not able and willing to give it to them, yeah? which is, to be honest, stupid, because at the end of the day, what it says that data security and protection is more important than our lives. Yeah? Because at the end of the day, that the corona app cannot deal with our data, our movements data, is completely strange and uh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy, so to say. Yeah? And, and I think that we have to learn this and we have to learn it quick because otherwise we will become the losers on this planet when it comes to economic value. And um, you know, we are living still in the industrial time but the new economy will be an information and knowledge uh, time. So we are going into the next level uh, and you can already see this on the, on the stock exchanges. 
which companies are the most valuable companies. This is not the General Electric, General Motors, and so on, so to say, but it's companies like Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, the companies which own the data. And this is what we have to, to learn. And if we don't uh, leverage the data in the future, uh, then uh, companies like countries like Germany or um, also other, other other European countries they will lose dramatic in value. Yeah. So what you are saying, just to summarize, the ethical discussion around data protection needs to move more to data sovereignty for all of us to own our data. Um, but business owners definitely need a data strategy. They need an AI strategy. They need to get going with this, right? And shouldn't be held back by those, let's say, ethical discussions, uh, those need to be addressed in parallel, right? Because absolutely, absolutely. Wow, okay. So there's uh, a lot of great takeaways. I love where this discussion has taken us. So, right, you highlighted that purpose is becoming more important, that we need to adopt a new, actually, you would talk more about mindset than about technology, I think, and that was really yes. what, I love that, because I think that's actually what we're facing every day, all of us, right? It, it's it, the future is about humans it's about culture and it's about leadership yeah and yes we will see more digital workplaces and workspace uh, yes we will need new profiles and new skills uh, our organizations have to be more agile and adaptive and we have to understand that beliefs, our own beliefs, and uh, the, what we want and what we doesn't becomes more and more important for the success of organizations and large com and, and companies. One last question. If we do this again in three years' time, do mm -hmm. you think we will see uh, autonomous driving cars in our streets and maybe even flying taxis? So I would say maybe not in three, but in five years. Uh, and this has not so much to do with technology, and uh, because I think that in three years, technology is good enough to do it, if not before. Uh, but it will have to do with our regulations. So uh, what the legal processes behind are requesting. Uh, but I'm sure in three to five years, we will see this also on our streets. The change is going quicker than expected and it will never be as slow as it is of today okay karl heinz well it was great speaking with you thank you so much for your time um earth 5.0 great book um your latest book lockdown now is only out in german i think but still want to promote it so um, uh, yeah, it's also available in English. If you go to my website, you can download Lockdown as Accelerator, COVID-19 as Necessary uh, Constructive Destruction, Creative Destruction, uh, and you can download it as PDF as well for free. Thank you so much. So we'll, we'll put a link uh, actually when we, when we post this uh, and make sure that a lot of people get, get to read this. Uh, I would like to congratulate you on, on the work that you do and the positivity that you spread and actually saying that the future is around us as humans and about our culture and what we want and, and we shouldn't look at technology and digitalization as a threat but as an opportunity. So, uh, Absolutely, that's true.
podcast was brought to you by Expense Reduction Analysts, a network of over 700 expert consultants delivering cost optimization solutions to clients in more than 40 countries. You can find out more about us and how you can join our team by visiting en.expensereduction.com. That's en.expensereduction.com, providing you with value through insight.